and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Hello and welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast here to rock the podcast world. Thank you for listening. Here's the Ramsey in the hot seat tonight. Um, but a few things I wanted to talk about on tonight's show is for a wee change. Uh, not really a wee change, but uh, a series of things have just caught my eye. Um, but we're maybe we're chilled. Not gonna do the usual Ramsey rambling. More straight to the point. A bit more less less mucking around with the accents. Okay, so but anyway. Talking about accents, just to lead on to that. Now, I was listening to a podcast, a podcast that I thoroughly, rec- thoroughly recommend, highly recommend, same difference, highly recommend uh, is James Whale Radio Show. Not saying that you don't listen to us, because uh, we're good. I say James Whale is very good, because he does a very good tag team with Rob Oldfield. Now, James happened to mention in his podcast about accents. Now, the the reason why he was talking about accents is because he phoned up a company in Scotland um, regarding a, an issue. And while he was talking uh, to the person, he simply politely said, "I'm so thank you for talking. Thank you." But I simply can't understand a word you're saying, but obviously because his accent was extremely uh, strong or quite deep, um, he struggled to make out what he was meaning to saying. Now, after he said that, he after he said that the guy just put the phone down. So obviously James Well decided to simply um, phone the phone up and take it higher and simply. Tell them exactly. I just simply didn't to get things sorted. Didn't understand what your colleague was saying. Took it higher, and they accused him of being racist. Now, have you had that problem? Now, for example, I'll be straight. Let me racist here. I've you get Indians who you get Indian call centers. You phone them up, and they speak English, but because of the accent, you can't understand a word they're saying. And I admit. Myself personally, I have phone, phoned up Virgin Media. I've phoned up maybe there's been problems with Wi-Fi or problems with the internet. And as soon as I know I get an Indian person answering the phone, because I know I'm going to be on the phone for a long time, because they're not going to understand. I'm not going to understand a word that they're talking about. And trying to explain a Scottish person, trying to explain to an Indian person who's in India about a problem without taking. <laughs> Three hours or half a day just to explain something you could ex- to somebody that you could explain to who's maybe in, uh, from Britain, not England, in England or Britain, um, in about five minutes. So, it, how <laughs> how frustrating 
is it? So basically, just to, what James did, he took it a little really high, er, and obviously gave him a piece of his mind. Now, uh, <laughs> I don't blame him because we've, even in Scotland, we have people in up north, further up north of the north of Scotland, you'd be Orkney and Shetland, uh, they can have really strong, thick accents and not saying they're thick or anything, but they have really thick, strong accents, and sometimes I be, and I can't even understand them. And it's nothing to do with saying, oh, be racist, it's just, just simply can't understand them. Now, even people from England, I remember a long time ago, I think it was, this is when I was a child, when I was on family holidays, we were, I think it was, I remember sitting at a table, <laughs> And the lady was telling me, asking me, obviously she was saying soup, but soup, and I didn't have a clue what she was saying. And it was such just the way the accent was. And I thought, I had to ask her several times, it took me a while to kind of realise what she was saying. Um, uh, obviously for what he wanted to eat. And I was like, my word. So what do you think about accents? Do you have the same trouble when you phone up places? Do you specifically prefer to speak to somebody from your own country if you can or do you, you know, how frustrating how frustrated do you get when you're sitting on the phone and you're having to explain things almost spell it out to somebody like if you're at school or a five year old or something how do you feel because it, how frustrated it frustrates the <laughs> frustrates the, 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 the knackers off me to say the least um, but I just find it extremely frustrating just to sit on a phone and have to repeat yourself well I talk about repeating yourself uh, today I was renewing my van insurance now uh, you have to have patience for this because when you're having to phone these people up and you have to repeat yourself or and you have to say your date of birth and you have to say your registration number and you have to do this and you have to say that and you have to do that and you have to and they pass you on to somebody else and you have to repeat yourself again and then maybe you have you phone back, you say, I'll phone you back, and you phone them back, and they'll transfer you, maybe somebody else has to deal with something, and you have to repeat yourself again, and you it's telling you something to stay calm, and wow, it's like, really? <laughs> Do you guys not talk? <laughs> Can you not just say, yes, this is Mr. This is Mr. Ramsey, on, and uh, this are these your details? Yes. Uh, they should, well, I can just say, yes, it is me on the phone. I've just phoned you. Why do I have to repeat myself for the 50 billionth time? It, it just really infuriates me. Anyway, moving on from uh, that um, the accent part. Let's um, start with ISIS. ISIS, obviously, is in the news. The recent news of how it killed all these um, people. Uh, Israeli... Um, oh, lost one. <laughs> Lost my thoughts. The people who got beheaded recently, Christians, um, and obviously, should we? Are we getting to the stage that should we just get boots on the ground and start to taking these people out, get rid of them? Obviously, will we ever get rid of them? Uh, will we ever get rid of the Taliban? Will we ever get, ever get rid of these people? Um, it's the only way to sort of sort this place out is to suddenly say, right, boots on the ground, maybe, and go in and start taking these guys out. Uh, airstrikes, but obviously the moment they're just anybody and any everybody and anybody they're grabbing, unless you convert or do something, is follow them. 
You're going to die. You're just killing people at will. They're basically mass murderers, these guys. And I'll tell you something, these guys have got to be stopped in some way or form. And someday, is it right to go out and murder, murder these guys to get rid of them? It's not, it's not really ideal, but should we just say, right, the only way to eradicate ISIS or to try and stop this is to send troops. It would cost us money. It's not ideal, and I'll tell you this, but it can... It could come over here to the UK, which probably people from the UK are going to it, but so it could come come back to bite us if we don't eradicate it now and don't deal with the problem. Um, yes, it's a very tricky situation due to the fact of the deficit and things and the way cuts are being made within, for, uh, within certain areas of, of the country. And it's a hard one. So, as I say, if we can afford to go to war uh, in battle... Which is uh, we can afford to. The, where's the money coming from? That's the question. Um. So what? What do you guys think out there in the world? Do you think it's time for the, the NATO, the countries around the world, who are joining forces to prevent ISIS from growing? Uh, should the, is it time to maybe put boots on the ground to go and basically take these guys out and simply go right. You're done, <laughs> so uh, we're coming to get you. So, but I do. What do you think? It's a tough, tough scenario, especially when things are tough in a lot of places, a lot of countries, and unemployment is hard. Um, so it's a tricky situation. Tricky. Right, moving on from ISIS, because ISIS can be. You can talk to death about ISIS, and you can be extremely fed up and get bored and go right. This is a good cure for insomnia. Wonderful. Uh, I do recommend a good cup of green tea is great if you want to de put a detoxing the health benefits of green tea. Love it. Skip the tea bag in. Happy days. Ooh. Ah, goes down well. Great. Always good when you're talking on a podcast. You don't lose the voice. And you keep entertaining the people out there. So, yes. So, top supermarkets. Top supermarkets of the year. Last year was Aldi. What do you recommend the top supermarket today is, or this year is? Where do you shop? What's your favourite supermarket? Me, personally, I tend to do a bit of all over the place. I would say probably Asda for me is a better, I prefer Asda. like a little bit of Morrison's, like a little bit of Tesco's. I like a little bit of, hmm, who else do I like? I'm not a major fan of Aldi and Lidl, as some people may think. Hmm, Aldi and Lidl are very good. Personally, not my cup of tea. I think what I challenge you all, if you... What I challenge you all, if you have a shopping list and you do a regular shop, pick a supermarket for once. Go to a different one and try and buy the same stuff, or similar, equivalent and see how much your shopping comes to. Go to maybe your Aldi or Lidl, do the exact same, and see the difference. I personally think if you went to Aldi or Lidl, that your shopping may come to a lot more than actually saving. I don't think really, I'm a, for me personally, I'm a bit of a, I like to analyze prices in shops. I have walked around Tesco, I go down Tesco's, I go around, as that I like to really do shop around, I really do look at the for the best deals and a lot. And I look at the where 
to get the best deals. I'm a bit of a, a bargain hunter, but I also like to come away with more for my money rather than less for my money. Because sometimes I go into a shop, you come out and you go, is that what I've spent on? And I'm, you look at your basket or your trolley or your bags and go, wow, is that it? Is that all I've got? And I think some of the prices would have come down a bit with the, since the fuel prices have come down, which I don't believe they have in some ways. Maybe some places they have, but maybe they, I think... I think the tactics of some supermarkets, I would say Tesco's have actually gone up, I've noticed in some way or form, because maybe some products have come down in price, they've actually put the, the prices have come down onto other products to balance scales. What do you think? What are the people of the world, when you go to your supermarket, wherever you are, wherever you stay in the world, whether it's UK, whether it's America, whether it's Denmark, Austria, Germany, part of Africa, wherever you shop, what do you think, or what is your best, um, what do you like to do when you're shopping, do you, know, you just go in and say, right, fill the trolley, get the trolley, right, zoom, come on, get the shopping done, me, me, I've got to get my yogurt, so, yes, so are you that kind of person that is simply um, running around after the supermarket, grabbing what you need, getting out there quick because you can't be bored with all the rush, or are you the kind of person that goes down the supermarkets. I like to go down every aisle. I personally like to go down the aisles and look at what's available. Now, I recommend we tips of here shopping-wise, I think, just in case you're not used to shopping, especially for men. A lot of men don't like shopping. I just happen to do like shopping. A lot of women don't like shopping, but a lot of women do. I highly recommend that you go down every aisle, but when you're looking at the offers, look at the offers and look at the single items as well, because sometimes the offers are actually not as good as they look, but buying two single items is actually cheaper slightly than buying the offers. So don't always go for brand names, remember sometimes the supermarket ranges can be just as good and you can also save a bit of money. So it all depends. But if you're sometimes a little bit like me, I do sometimes like to hit the reduced section. Now there's a Tesco's in Edinburgh, I think I talked about this again a while ago. There's a Tesco in Edinburgh, the bits are free for all, they reduce, they reduce everything, there's a queue and just sort of, as soon as they finish reducing everything, you just take back the, the barrier thing, the wee posts with the... And um, you say, go! And it's just like... <laughs> it just goes, dives in, it's like free-for-all. It's like trying to... I just a rugby scrum is bizarre. But um, I think, well, I personally like to buy and reduce stuff. I think it's good if you can stick it in the freezer. You can freeze it and bring out, defrost it and cook it. Happy days. I think if you if you're artist, you want to save a bit of money, you're not, if you're just, maybe you're, you're just yourself... Maybe you're too busy, you want to have the time to cook, but you don't get time to cook. You just want something simple to grab and simply put in to the oven. Just stick it in the oven, cook it. Or I, I prefer to cook in the oven rather than the microwave. I don't like just zapping things. I like to cook it slowly in the oven. I think it tastes a lot better. It doesn't just zap it for me personally. Uh, but maybe you feel the same way and you prefer to um, cook it in the oven or you just a quick bung it in the microwave. That will do. <laughs> wolf it down and happy days and it cures your hunger for two minutes and then you're hungry again so what do you think if, now I sort of say what do you think uh, I was getting to the point of what is the actual top supermarket Waitrose is the top supermarket this year do you agree with that do you agree with you Waitrose is, is better as Waitrose more caters to make Waitrose does cater for a certain uh, criteria of people as Waitrose Waitrose was quite upmarket 
I wouldn't say White Rose is the cheapest. I don't really shop in White Rose. I do. I've been there a couple of times. I would say, not my. I think the prices could be better. I think you could do a lot better. Uh, excuse me, as I the green tea, great health benefits. Come and get your green tea, boys and girls. So, White Rose. Do you think White Rose is a top the top supermarket? Do you shop in White Rose? Is White Rose you're just local because you don't have any other choices of supermarket? Or would you prefer? I mean, I think I think wait, Sainsbury's is not really Sainsbury's can be good or bad. Um, Tesco's, I think yeah, they've all got their product and features and benefits of a supermarket. I think that would attract people. But I suppose it depending on the budget. Is there certain shops in certain areas that maybe like Tesco's or there's an ASDA because of the they're in the area because the and the prices are slightly lower because of the, their customer is not, well obviously it's a slightly deprived area maybe and they've got less money and obviously it's attracts people to come and shop but maybe that's the reason but a weight rose I find in Edinburgh there's a place in Edinburgh called Common Bank Stop Bridge area which is quite an upmarket area-ish and a lot of people have got money, got nice houses and I'd say that they cater for a certain criteria people with money coming out their backside just to be blunt so uh, they've got more than just 50p in their back pocket, to say the least, and maybe a nice car. So, but, um, yes, so wait, Rose, uh, I have to, have to go and check it out, a bit of podcast research. But, um, yeah, just to be, anyway, so, that's me stop talking about shopping. I do like my shopping, I do like to go walking around things and look for the bargains. But it also helps, as of running a business, you get the option of going to Macro or Costco, and can, that can help as well to buy a little bit of bulk and save a bit of money. I tend to buy my coffee in places like Macro and Costco because it saves me money and I don't buy coffee every day. And coffee is not cheap. So I say buying a big tub of coffee does mean it wonders. I don't really drink too much coffee and too much caffeine. But I haven't had much caffeine today, so you'll be glad to know that. So I'm drinking the green tea, just to, the health benefits of green tea. Huh, that'd be nice. <laughs> the lady. <laughs> so, um, let's go to... Hmm, a story I want to talk about, actually, which I find is happening quite a lot. And this is just the change of tone slightly again. In Tanzania, there is a lot of thing. In Tanzania, there is um, people being, a lot of kids being killed. Now, to go into this, kids are being killed to make for witchcraft. Now, uh, these kids that are being killed um, are basically, uh, well, they're black kids that are born white, which are basically, um, they're albino, albino kids. So, now just recently, this is reading this from the Sky News website, just to say, the mutilated body of a one-year-old albino boy has been discovered in Tanzanian forests, prompting United Nations to demand an end to the attacks for witchcraft rituals. Johanna Bahati was snatched by an armed gang on the 15th of February and police believed the toddler's arms and legs were hacked off so they could be used as witchcraft rituals. His mother was slashed with a machete during the abduction and is in a critical condition in the hospital while two siblings also suffer from the lack of pigment in their hair, eyes and skin 
are under police protection, despite the Tanzanian government introducing a ban on witch doctors to claim charms and spells made using albino body parts bring wealth and good luck. At least 70 who, people who suffer from albinism, albinism have been murdered in South Africa country over the past 10 years. Four-year-old girl, a four-year-old girl, or sorry, a four-year-old albino girl is still missing after being kidnapped in December. The UN's human rights chief, uh, Zayed Rad Al Hussein, was has condemned the horrific murder and mutilation of Rohana Bahati. Bahat, the war and warned such attacks are on the increase. Now, according to the organisation, politicians could be behind the spate of killings. With the an election coming up in October, it is thought that some candidates maybe bring saucers to make many charms, which will improve their luck before the ballot. Now, I, obviously, for whatever reason, how, why people albinos are born, how they are, what happens. Excuse me. It doesn't condone the actions of killing innocent kids because they're white. It's like white girls. It's like, uh, I mean, witchcraft. I tell you something. This witchcraft is, is these people. This yeah. Let's go and kill somebody. It's going to bring you luck. I'll tell, I'll tell you something. It's going to bring you. It's going to bring you a whole lot of people coming out want to haul your ass in jail or actually flog you and kill you yourself because of what you're doing to these these innocent kids and it's disgusting. So I'll tell you something. Well, one day somebody's going to come in and shut. <laughs> Hack you, hack you a bit. So I'll be, I'll be very blunt and very. This is maybe unleashed and very. If you find this offensive, I'm sorry, but I'm sure you. It is really frustrating. These people who, I mean, kids. It's not their fault. They're born. It happens. It's, it's a reason why they're born, like this. And I'll tell you something. It's disgusting how this is happening. Now they're saying that. To read, carry on reading the story. This could be a dangerous year for for people living in in albinism. Excuse me. Although albinism only affects one in twenty thousand people in the West, it is estimated that one in one thousand four hundred Tanzanians suffer from the disorder, often because of inbreeding. Right. So that's the reason. Now you're coming to the right. I wonder why. So obviously they're having a bit of incest, which is probably the reason why. Maybe it's cousins, relative, close cousins, relatives. On the Tanzanian black market, the entire corpse of an albino person can sell for forty-nine thousand pounds, and that's just disgusting. Police are continuing their search for Johanna's killers and have detained his, his father, who was close by when the abduction took place. So, it is... Wow. Shocking. Absolutely disgusting why this is all happening. So, I mean... Uh, it's got to stop. Got to stop totally, because innocent you know, innocent lives being murdered for just because of the colour of their skin, just because they think it will bring which luck or witchcraft, these sorcery things, just so they can, um, oh, uh, yeah, don't get me started, it's disgusting, I tell you, I hope these, these people get caught, and I hope they get more than just put in jail, I hope they get hacked a bit themselves and say your life is gone, boom, you want to kill somebody, you're dead, not good, uh, so anyway, ran over on that side, uh, absolutely crazy, um, now, let's uh, tell you something, right, Talking about sort of Africa in a sense, back with a bit more positive uh, turn this time, a bit more interesting. Now, there's been a, a new app made, and it has trumped Apple to launch the first this launch it 
It's the first. You know, you get these your emoticons, the emo little happy faces and angry faces, and people stick the little ones sticking your tongue out. You stick at the end of text messages and things. Here's the here's the interesting one. Uh, excuse me. Not worse, my nose is running. I'm trying to talk. Never mind. Anyway, let's get to what I'm doing. Okay. It's reported on the CN, and it was a friend who shared this on Facebook, and I thought this is brilliant and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, they've got the first ever Afro emoticons have uh, emotion cons, or I can't pronounce that word. It's ridiculous. Have recently been launched by a, a Mauritius-based app company called Oju, which translates to faces in the Nigerian Yoruba language. The icons are meant to tackle the lack of ra racial diversity in mobile characters. Um, about one month ago, following complaints by celebrities like Miley Cyrus and Taj Maori over a lack of racial diversity in the Apple emojis, uh, the cartoon-like icons used uh, to spruce up text messages, a company executive told MTV that the tech giant was working on working to update its set of characters. The news quickly had Twitter buzzing as people joined the uh, emoji enthusiasty update discussions. Drums a mouthful, uh, hashtag one. But there wasn't the end of the story. Without wasting any time, Mauritius-based app company called Audio Africa announced a few hours later that it already tackled the lack of racial diversity by introducing its own set of Afro uh, emoticons on Google Play Store. Brilliant. So, there we go. <laughs> That's pretty brilliant. You can look at it on CNN. There's a CNN, uh, just type in black emoticons, you'll find it. And... Um, so basically, you can now get, as I say, if you're, uh, you're obviously a black origin, you can now get your black up and you can share them instead of the bog standard ones that you get. I think are brilliant. So, so good, good on them. Fantastic. Good to a bit of diversity for everybody there. But absolutely genius. So, how long have I been rabbiting on for? It's amazing how time just flies. I have been talking 25 minutes. That's not that long, man. It's um well oh, actually what else I can talk about. It's only a short podcast I'm doing because well that's what that's what I can do. Yes. Um on Saturday I'm interviewing a local Edinburgh band called Prairie Song. Um a few tracks we'll be interviewing them, talk about how they formed, talk about how they the meaning behind their songs and to have a chat. It'd be nice, I look forward to it forward to sharing to the world about this, this band in Edinburgh and to their music and hopefully that you will yeah enjoy it they're kind of mixed uh, mixed bag of pop punk they've got 80s guitar pop guitar dance um so they've got a few mixed bag I think a little bit of uh, one of the songs they played sounds a little bit uh, like Pulp Fiction a little bit so um, not Pulp, pulp Fiction uh, Pulp Pulp no I mean um uh, yeah, what I'm trying to say, aye, Park Life by Blur, that's what I'm trying to say. Ha, ah, pop, sound like a blinking film, what a muppet. <laughs> Never mind, anyway. Um, back to the green tea, health benefits, green tea, good for you, detox the body. Mmm, uh, mmm, yummy, yummy. Yes, so, um, so what's been happening around the world in your country, uh, thank you to all our listeners in America, thank you to our listeners in Europe, thank you to our, what we've had listeners in Spain, Australia, 
And when Ash went to one visit in China, I was like, wow, we've had somebody from China listening to our podcast. Brilliant. Um, but anyway, that's it. I'm going to, I will elaborate more, as I say, when the Saturday podcast comes. That'll be good. You can listen to, find, listen to this band. You might like the music. You might want to download their tracks. You might want to um, find out where they're playing, that kind of thing. You might. So who knows? And I think it's good to have a bit of diversity in the podcast and talk about what's going on. So um, I want to say thank you. This is a very brief, short podcast tonight. Um, and I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to uh, our show. We The hat trick is, in a week's time, is going to Florida with his wife and kids. And his aim is... Our strategy, I've given him a challenge, is to find some Americans over there in Florida, which shouldn't be too hard, um, <laughs> and find them, um, maybe some people from the Tea Party movement, uh, people to interview and talk about stuff, and do, and we'll get it sent over, I'll piece it together, and uh, we'll basically have an official first podcast by the hat trick in the hot seat, from Florida, so he's away for two weeks. That should be good fun. Uh, look forward to hopefully I can get somebody and have we chat to a few people. That'll be great. It'll be exciting. So uh, and take it from there. So, by the way, I want to say thank you for listening to this short Ramsey in the hot seat. Uh, a few general stories, and as I say, get back to us on our any tips, feedback. Regarding our show, you can call it uh, call us, email us, get it right, huh? man. And stay off the green tea. I think it's affecting my speech. Anyway, email us at hattrickandramsey at gmail dot com. That's h a t r i c k and a n d Ramsey as an R A M S A for Apple Y at gmail dot com. So thank you for listening. As I say, if you're free to contact us and. Give us your thoughts on what we do, what we talk about, and talk about the general news. But uh, one thing I do want to get talking about just like to get a guest on. There's two guys I'd like to get on. There's two um, an SMP guy who is called Colin. What's his name again? There is a two guys I'd like to get on. There's an SMP guy called Colin Kerr. And there's an MP called Mr. Crockard. Now, these guys, obviously, uh, are having an imposed uh, scenario regarding building of houses in a certain area of Edinburgh. Now, Edinburgh is, I would say, there's a, a, a bit of land. Just to, I'm going to, instead of saying goodbye, I'm going to talk about this. There's a bit of land in Edinburgh, which is close to a main artery. I think I talked about it again. We're going to talk about it again. Main artery of parts of Edinburgh to get out. And during rush hour traffic in the morning, when people go to work or come back from work and things, it's, it can be a bit, you're sitting in the queues of traffic, it can be a bit slow. Now, you want to build houses on this part of land, I mean, there's a part of land in the best part of five minutes away drive, but they haven't managed to sell off. It used to be an old college, and there's houses that are built there, but there's parts huge, and there's land, and there's houses that haven't been sold and they haven't managed to complete the whole section yet, so why do they want to build houses in the area? It will add traffic and obviously more residents to the area, but will cause more gridlock to the area because it can't handle the amount of volume of traffic. It's the only it's one thing about Edinburgh, it's got two main roads in and out when it comes to certain areas, and the other end, if they start accidents happen or anything, it just 
comes to like a, a basically a big car park. Um, I'd like to aim to get, aim to get these guys, see if we get them together for a podcast because one of them keeps avoiding the meetings, um, discussing the the the, project, the people not are objecting to having this this land being built on, and I hope they it's a no because I'll tell you something it's a beautiful area and it's nice for people walk their dogs and I think like, to take that away I grew up in this side of town I think it'd just be a shame to see this go so um, that's something a challenge when trying to try and get some, get, you know, some more politicians on especially when it's leading up to the general election in the UK and I think there'd be a lot more to talk about and a lot more to discuss and how going forward party wise so who, who who would you be obviously to discuss who you'd be voting for and why you'd be voting for I'm guessing a lot of people would be voting SNP in Scotland but would you be convinced maybe who vote Labour would you vote Tory because there's not many only one left they obviously their projection of last one they went a bit pear shaped they said anyway she gets like 10 or 11 seats in Scotland they got one I've actually watched the new <laughs> video uh, the Ruth Davidson's video of uh, because only is one politician uh, in the MSP uh, regarding her campaign video so certainly uh, she's uh, yeah certainly interesting I uh, want to comment in case I I get to the, the PC police after us <laughs> so, so don't want to do that but um, but yeah plan to get uh, hopefully sign up a few people before the time comes it's going to be busy for them they're campaigning Oh, that's one thing. Sorry, just as before I finish, actually, just before I backtrack, doing something, I'd like to ask you, what is your, for people out there listening to this, for people in Scotland or people around about the world, what is your verdict on selling alcohol at sports games? Obviously, football, soccer over here, uh, in Scot- the Scottish game, would you be lifting the ban and selling alcohol in football stadiums again? Now, obviously, there's a reason why it was banned, but... My suggestion would be, yes, trial it, but I would suggest that there needs to be some way or form that if you've been drinking in any way before the game, I think you shouldn't be allowed to purchase anymore because I think it obviously add to the content of alcohol content you've had in your body already, which is the most obvious thing that was going to happen, but it could cause you to be a bit more readier or maybe things you just don't know. But... Maybe if you haven't been drinking, there should be a way, a system saying um, that you're, or you're only to buy X one, you get a token or you get something that you have to, you're going to tell you to buy one beer at a football game, not go out and buy two or whatever. Maybe it's to keep a, a, a level saying you only allowed this, right, that's it, no, no problem. Uh, to, I think it needs to be controlled, I think, and see how it goes, develop it, but not control it too much. See how it goes for the people who do drink to like to have a pint or something while sitting watching the game, but uh, and see what happens. And I think maybe why not? I think things are different now, it's a bit more controlled and things are, but why not try it if it brings extra revenue to clubs, uh, extra money into the game, go for it. But if it but control it a bit more but then if, it, if people can manage control it and it becomes good maybe you can relax things a bit easier relax the rules a bit and make it hopefully people will be sensible and if obviously you can mix and match that if it gets out of hand but I think I think they should try it maybe if it's going to bring more money into the, the for the clubs uh, at football matches so maybe what do you think of that get in contact at hattrickandramsey at gmail.com 
and tell us what you think. Uh, we, look for, we look forward to your feedback. Please email us. We're on the Facebook group page, Patrick and Ramsey uh, Unleashed. Uh, please comment, give us some feedback, give us something to talk about. Um, and yes, I'm going to leave it there because I'm rambling on a bit. As I do, as I do, as I do, as I do, 35 minutes is long enough. For a short podcast, it's a bit long. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you for the, the... It's always nice to talk to the people of the world and the Hatchet and Ramsey Unleashed. Um, and as I say, peace, love and hugs. Stay hard, stay hungry, and be good. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which is probably not a lot. And um, take care out there. Thanks again. It's time to go. Yes, time to go. Let's go. Bye-bye.